Thanks for tuning in to the ADR podcast. It's uh, Wednesday, August 13th, 2014, and I'm going to continue this week's theme of uh, Robin Williams movies with a movie that I've seen probably more times than any other movie I've ever seen in my life. Only because it's one of those movies that, you know, you see when you're a kid and, uh, you know, you have all the time in the world, so you love it and you don't get sick of things, so you watch it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, For me, that was Jumanji from 1995. Um, I saw this movie i don't even know the first time i saw this movie i was a little kid um i i was madly in love with it i was terrified of the bats in the opening scene but um i i i loved it you know as the movie went on you know they have all these wonderful scenes with board games and all these random things that happened uh this kind of got me started on my lifelong obsession with board games uh and it was only in the past year that i really discovered like good board games like uh, settlers of Catan, carcassonne all that fun stuff uh, as opposed to you know monopoly Uh, life, all that crap. But um, that was a bit of a tangent. This is a movie podcast, not a board game podcast. Uh, But this movie is about a board game. The board game is Jumanji. And um, how I feel about this movie, it's, it takes place over the course of like 26 years. Uh, There's a random, seemingly random, you know, 26 years later title card that pops up uh, towards the beginning of the movie. And I feel like some of these movies use that as a cop-out, but this movie does it fairly well. I really love how um, you know, they do the transition. They kind of wrap up that act of the story and then continue. So I'm getting ahead of myself. Here is a uh, you know walkthrough of Jumanji. Uh, so it starts off, there's like a bit of a prologue in like 1865 or something where uh, these people are burying the board game. Uh, they're Well, they're burying something. You think it's really, really dark. Like, ooh, I wonder what that is. It's creepy. There's like drums playing a really, um, you know, tribal drums that are uh you know like really freaking you out and there's you know it's raining lightning uh they're like well if someone finds it well god rest their soul or something like that it's like wow okay this is kind of dark for a pg movie but uh let's see where this goes and uh then it fast forwards to like uh 1969 i really love um the way that it does these really big time jumps because they don't feel weird uh they focus on one thing uh, and then they fade over to like the same thing a bunch of years later. So in this one, they're like, uh, okay, there's a, uh, oh, I don't know what it is, like 20 miles to New Hampshire sign. And then it uh, fades into like a nice developed uh, little neighborhood. Uh, it still says uh, Hampshire, New Hampshire, 20 miles away. And uh, it's like 1969. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll buy it. Uh, full disclosure, this is a movie that I haven't seen in a while because I've seen this movie so many times that I feel like I can talk about it with uh, just like a uh, quick breeze through of the uh, Wikipedia article for a few facts. And uh, like this is a movie I have had memorized for a long time. I- I'm madly in love with this movie. And, um, you know, when Robin Williams uh, passed a few days ago, I completely like I thought of him as the guy from Dead Poet Society because that was like the most recent thing I'd seen him in. And I'm madly in love with that movie. Um turns out like i remembered later that night how much i really 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 loved a bunch of these movies from my childhood jumanji and flubber being you know the chief among them and then i got really really depressed again so the fact that you know the guy that starred in two of my favorite all-time childhood movies is gone is uh it's rough um so what I'm hoping to do today is maybe get back in touch with some childhood stuff and, uh, you know, start to appreciate that kind of stuff again. Cause this movie is a pretty damn good movie. Um, I've seen it a few times since I was, you know, six and I, uh, I, 
I love it. <laughs> um, it. It's one of those really, really fun movies. It's just kind of like, eh, turn something on. Uh, it's episodic. It moves fast. Uh, it's paced really, really well. This movie is uh, brilliant in terms of its like uh, economy of uh, you know time. It's I don't remember it being that long. Let's see. Wikipedia says it's a little over an hour and a half, 104 minutes. So it moves pretty fast. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening. So you're never going to be bored in this movie, especially because most of the stuff that's happening is really, really, uh, you know, fast-paced, fun, dangerous, lots of jungle animals kind of being thrown into uh, the real world, uh, at least, you know, the 1995 world. And it's tons of fun because, uh, you know, it's kind of funny to see all this stuff happening randomly in this little New Hampshire town. Um, So, Okay, so 1969, uh, Alan Parrish is being bullied by these uh, by these kids, and he's uh, he's really upset because his father is uh, sending him off to a boarding school. He's being bullied. He ruined uh, uh, so he ruins some shoe prototype. I've never fully understood what happened there. So he goes over to the factory. His dad runs a shoe factory. Hangs out with uh, one of the workers, David Allen Greer. He's awesome in this movie, um, and he puts like a really intense prototype shoe on a uh, conveyor belt and then it gets like shredded by something uh, and then uh, David Alan Greer's character takes the blame for it. I- I've never understood why that was relevant to the movie, but um, you know, it's there. So Alan ends up finding this board game because he's like drawn in by the drums and it turns out like uh, the game has a mind of its own. It will try to lure you in to play it uh, because Alan, it wants to be played. It's trying to wreak its havoc. So the drums kind of draw you in like, ooh, I, I wonder what that is. So let's go, uh, let's go find it. Uh, so he ends up digging it out of uh, this really, really uh, you know, messy, dirty uh, construction site. So he ends up going home, you know, covered in dirt and uh, he has this board game with him. I've never understood like why this uh, precursor Allen story is really that important. Um, I, I enjoy it. It's fun. It has, uh, you know, it has its moments, but in terms of the rest of the movie, I guess it sets up everything to do with his family, which I'll talk about in a little bit. So he plays the game with this uh, girl, Sarah Whittle, who he has a crush on, but uh, the bully uh, from earlier has, uh, uh, they're dating. Uh, they play the game. Um, Alan gets sucked into the game because they start playing it, and they're like, oh, I wonder what the heck is happening with this. Uh, okay, so you roll the dice, um, and the first person to reach the middle wins, which is actually a really crappy idea for a board game. <laughs> you just roll the dice and move, and that's kind of what life is. Anyway, um, so they do this, and they're playing the game. They're wondering what the heck is going on, and then the middle starts showing these weird little messages after every roll. And it's, uh, they end up like summoning things relevant to that thing. So, um, the first one, oh my God, I haven't seen the movie in years. Let's see if I remember each of these, uh, little, uh, things the board game gives. Uh, at night they fly, you better run. These winged things aren't much fun. And it's bats. And the bat scene terrified me as a little kid. <laughs> I remember watching like, oh my God, the bats, the way that like, um, the way there's this one shot where a bat lands on uh, Sarah's back and it like hisses at her. I'm like, Oh my God, no, this is horrifying. Um, I have a big, big, big fear of those kinds of creatures. <laughs> God, this is so weird going back to like my childhood and thinking about this movie in context of like all this stuff that's happened with Robin Williams, all this other stuff that's, uh, 
um, you know, happened to me since I've uh, started, you know, reviewing these movies. I'm a film major now. I can look at this in a different light. I've never talked about this movie in like a critical way before. So I can imagine a lot of this episode is going to be me, you know, ranting and raving about how much I love this movie as a kid. Uh, I'll try to keep that to a bit of a minimum. But um, as the movie goes on, we'll uh, we'll see how this goes. So this is when the next 26 years later jump thing happens. Uh, they. Uh, Sarah's chased out of the house by the bats. Alan gets sucked into the game because the thing is in the jungle. You must wait until the dice read five or eight. Uh, so he gets sucked into the board game, sucked into whatever. We don't really know what's happened yet. Like he's gone. Uh, Sarah's gone. And they wrap up that pretty nicely in that, you know, you've seen everything relevant that happens, but it leaves questions for the rest of the movie. So when it jumps ahead 26 years to the nineties, it's like, Oh, okay, um, I don't mind. Uh, this is interesting. And then a uh, big, 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 big pivot where you get a whole bunch of new characters. You have uh, Judy and Peter, two siblings who have lost their family, or their parents at least, in a car crash. And then you have um, their aunts, uh, Nora, played by B.B. Newirth, who hasn't really done much, but she's wonderful. Um, she is their new guardian. They're moving into this new house. And they hear all these rumors about how uh, little Alan Parrish from back in the 60s, his father chopped him up into little pieces and hit him in the walls. And uh, there's, you know, that kind of rumor going around. That's how they got the house for so cheap because the house has been dilapidated, you know, abandoned, run down since, uh, you know, the events of 1969 with Jumanji. And you begin to wonder because the uh, pan or the fade from 1969 into 1995 is the house just becoming more dilapidated and run down? And you're wondering what the heck happened, and that backstory is filled in as the movie goes on. It's, uh, it ends up being that the uh, parents went a little crazy looking for Alan, uh, and they tried to figure out what happened, where he went. They ended things on a bad note because of... Um, because of the whole boarding school thing. Uh, you know, they have this big shouting match. I never want to go to uh, this boarding school. And then his father says, uh, very dead poet society. Like, you know, you're going to this boarding school. You have to go. Um, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That kind of thing. It's tradition. Uh, every parish has gone there uh, for generation after generation. Things like that. So the end thing's really, really bad. And uh, we are filled in on this story as the movie goes on and we meet Robin Williams as older Alan Parrish. And what I love about this movie is that the characters and the cast continually change. Um, you know, in the very beginning you get, uh, you get Alan Parrish and then you, uh, meet the people around him in 1969. And as time goes on, you meet his dad, you meet the guy at the shoe factory, you meet, uh, Sarah and then complete reset and you meet like three new characters in one scene and then as the movie goes on we're reintroduced back to those old characters the guy from uh uh, david allen Greer's character from the shoe factory is reintroduced as a cop because that's his new job and um alan parish uh, comes back in as uh you know old, the older guy that has lived in the jungle for 26 years and what i love about this movie when they reintroduce um okay no i'm ju- uh, jumping ahead so judy and peter are enamored by this whole alan parish story because uh you know they're little kids they're uh ooh, he's dead and hidden in the walls Ooh, that's so creepy um they're having trouble adjusting at school. I guess there's a few parallels between, you know, young Alan Parrish and young Judy and Peter because they're uh, both kind of struggling. They never make explicitly clear why Jumanji quote unquote preys on these, you know, young kids. Um, 
but it does for some reason and then judy and peter hear the drums they go find the game they play it because for some reason they think that rolling dice and moving closer and closer to this like middle thing in the board is interesting uh fun game mechanic it's not trust me they uh there was actually a board game uh made out of jumanji in um god i i was a kid when i first played it and i think it's still being produced it may not i'm not entirely sure but you know, if they made Jumanji into a real board game, and it's crap. <laughs> they tried keeping some of the stuff, um, make it a little bit of a co-op game, because if uh, enough quote-unquote stuff gets released into the quote-unquote real world, then the game is over and everyone loses. It, it sucks. It was such a bad game. But, you know, I was able to have a little Jumanji board game as a little kid because I loved the movie and I wanted to play the game. There was a point where um, I would, my mom and I would make these uh, little construction paper jumanji boards together because uh you know i i was madly in love with this movie and i wanted like a real jumanji board there was a point i found out about this like two years ago there was a point where my mom actually called universal and said can i buy one of the prop jumanji boards from the movie they said no um god nostalgia this is hitting me right in the nostalgia thing i'm 13 minutes into my recording i have to move on so they play this game and Alan comes back and the rest of the movie is, um, you know, Judy, Peter, and, you know, 30-some-year-old Alan, uh, played by Robin Williams. Uh, He is awesome because he's lived in the jungle. He's able to, like, his progression from wild jungle man to relatively civilized person is awesome. It comes uh, in fits and starts, but... Uh, by the end of the movie, he has a relatively normal outlook on life again. Um, when he comes out of the board game, we don't really see him come out, but he just kind of appears like all the other creatures in the game. Uh, but what happens is he just kind of shows up and he's you know wearing leaves and has this giant big bushy beard. He's almost feral. Um, he's using one side of his old eyeglasses to see because he still has eye problems and uh, he has it like tied in a little... Uh, thing around his neck i love that the little details that this movie uses to um that they use to you know tell the story are wonderful wonderful uh another you know just to reiterate the disclaimer i haven't seen this in a little while i'm probably just waxing poetic on one of my childhood favorites uh who knows i'll watch it again at some point and be like oh there's this and this and this pacing problem with the movie but from what i remember (laughs) um i love how the rest of the movie is this trio of uh judy allen peter uh, they're playing the game together and they realize, wait, why can't we all play? There's a fourth piece here, but who is it? And then they have to go out and find uh, Sarah, played by Bonnie Hunt. And this is another you know, another character reintroduced. Uh, you know, Bonnie Hunt doesn't come in until maybe halfway through the movie, and then she ends up being such a huge part. This movie is constantly changing, constantly going even crazier, constantly, you know, I, I love it. There's nothing boring about this movie everything keeps constantly moving and it's so much fun um uh they get a little bit heavier by the end when uh things like cheating on the game and trying to uh you know beat the game a little bit more easily um there's a romance between um robin williams and bonnie hunt which i mean it works i guess kind of but it's a little bit unfounded because um sarah bonnie hunt's character her backstory is that uh she went insane after uh the bat attack in 1969 and um 
uh, trying to find Robin Williams or find Alan again has driven her insane. So she's in therapy and then he comes back and they immediately fall in love. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, they um, play this game and as the game goes on, they uh, bring more creatures from the jungle into the real world. So uh, every few minutes, there's another big set piece where, you know, giant mosquitoes come in or a lion uh, starts like taking up residence in the house because, uh, you know, they have nowhere else to, you know, put a freaking lion in the middle of New Hampshire. Um, There's a stampede at one point that, like, goes through the town. The other big uh, thing that comes from the game is Van Pelt. And what I think is interesting is um, in the tradition of Peter Pan, uh, Van Pelt and uh, the dad, Alan's dad in the movie, are played by the same actor, Jonathan Hyde. So they, uh, it's interesting, Peter Pan, Hook, Jumanji, in the tradition of, you know, Peter Pan stage plays, the guy that plays Captain Hook is also the uh, guy that plays Peter's dad, or, yeah, Peter's dad, and I I love that. Um, That adds a little bit of, um, a little bit of, uh, you know, dramaturgy, I guess, to Jumanji, which makes no sense, but anyway, uh, they're going through this movie, they're trying to, the idea is, uh, when you finish Jumanji, and a piece meets the center, it'll all go away. So everything, they need to keep playing the game. They need to keep facing these creatures so that they can, uh, you know, it can all go away in the end. Uh, I won't spoil anything for the rest of the movie, but what's really, really awesome is that nothing feels rushed in the movie, um, even though, you know, the first part of the movie takes place in 1969. It feels like a little complete story. It feels like a first act, as opposed to a random flashback or a random prologue. Um, and then the uh, second act of the movie is them trying to figure out their action plan, trying to figure out uh, what's happening with this game, why they're playing it, how they need to proceed. And then the third act is when things go insane. Van Pelt comes in, uh, the stampede comes in, they're trying to figure out how to save themselves and how to finish the game. Uh, The denouement, God, French, pretentious term. Uh, the end of the movie, um, they are trapped in the house. It's covered in, you know, vines and things. Everything has gone to crap, and it's wonderful. Um, so they're like, at this point, might as well just try to finish the game. And they're terrorized by things like spiders, earthquakes. Uh, uh, the lion comes back and starts attacking them. It's wonderful. And then things go, you know, absolutely insane before the ending happens and i won't spoil that because i love it um it might seem like a little bit of a cop-out but then there's this little epilogue that throws in some really wonderful character moments because we've spent you know an hour and a half with these characters and we start to you know get to know them really well uh alan has a really interesting story to tell because he had problems with his um with his family in 1960s and now he's lived in the jungle for 26 years how the heck do you you know maintain that you know kind of duality and what's interesting is he has these, you know, wonderful lessons about fear to tell, and everyone seems to come to terms with things like, uh, you know, their family history, their um, mistakes, their flaws, in the context of this weird magical jungle board game. Uh, I I don't know. I think this movie is a wonderful example of, like, a fun movie that doesn't take itself too seriously because it's a freaking, you know, jungle in the middle of new hampshire but uh it takes itself seriously enough in that they're able to make a wonderful movie out of it uh write a uh, write a wonderful script and have these great character moments by uh, these wonderful actors kirsten dunst uh plays judy in a very very young role um 
I remember it was another few years before I saw her in anything else, and uh, she was in Spider-Man, all three of those original Sam Raimi movies. Uh, She was in Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind after this. And it's weird going back and seeing um, her in this movie as, I don't know, she must have been like 14 or 15. Um, The kid, Peter, uh, her brother, I don't know what he's done since. Oh, his Wikipedia article doesn't even have a picture. Uh, Let's see, numerous... uh, roles and bit parts in television movies direct to video is best remembered as peter in jumanji that means i'm not even going to look at his uh filmography but you know you know it's interesting they made a uh, tv show out of like alan's adventures in the jungle it's so non-canonical it's so bad it's so weird um god jumanji man i I'm in love with this movie. This movie's so indicative of my childhood and uh, me growing up as a person. Uh, I, I don't know. I have a really big soft spot for this movie. I'm thinking that uh, you know, Robin Williams is dead, and he brought such heart and soul to this character. He, it's not a comedy. Ro- it's not a comedic role. He has some funny lines where he you know says funny stuff like, "Oh, uh, do either of you know how to drive? I mean, my dad used to uh, you know drive me. Let me back out of the driveway." once in 1969 after living in the jungle for like it it's not funny when i say it at all but it's a really great line that's so indicative of his character and how much time has changed uh since he um has been in jumanji i i, I don't know uh, he brings something to this movie that it wouldn't have had otherwise because he's just such a great actor no, this movie, Dead Poet Society, Goodwill Hunting, it shows he was such a wonderful, dramatic actor, not just a wacky guy that is able to dress up as Peter Pan and act like a little kid or, uh, you know, be really, really silly in Patch Adams. You know, he's a really great, dramatic actor that can bring things to a role that no one else can. So uh, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, tomorrow, I'm watching Goodwill Hunting. Uh, I'm going to pay a visit to... I'll talk about that in tomorrow's episode, but uh, I will be uh, doing Goodwill Hunting tomorrow night. Uh, Thanks for listening, and until then, watch more movies.